Hey folks and welcome to another episode of PodCraft. This is the show all about podcasting, from launching your show to monetization and everything in between. I'm Colin Gray from thepodcasthost.com, joined by Matthew. How are you getting on, Matthew? Yeah, not too bad, Colin. How are you? Yeah, good, thanks. Excited to get into uh, the tech, into the software, into all the resources. It's just kind of like the stuff we say doesn't matter about podcasting. It's all about the content, but I mean, secretly, we kind of love the gadgets, don't we? You say that, I've just had the same stuff for like over a decade. I, I, keep, I keep mentioning that. We like, always good, yeah. <laughs> I, I like the thought of being excited at this stuff, but I just keep the same thing and use it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I'm kind of more the um, the flighty one that tries every new thing, haven't I? Um, although you do, you do enjoy writing about it, don't you? Like You like uh, finding out about it, but just not actually changing your setup because you're old. I have a wee shot and I think this is cool and uh, I would use it this way, this way, this way, and then I never do. Yeah, you go so, back to your old stuff. Yeah. <laughs> Cool. Well, on this season, we're going to be covering all of it anyway. Mics, mixers, uh, interfaces, software for recording, for editing, how to set up your podcast studio, all that stuff. And this is episode one of the season. We had a wee intro last week, but we're going to jump straight into it. All right, microphones. I will mention up front, obviously, our content is always supported by our very own podcast maker app, our own resource, which is Ality. Ality does call recording, audio cleanup, editing, and your podcast hosting. Uh, so you can do an all-in-one create your podcast in Ality. We've been mentioning it a few times over the season, but if you want to check it out, you get a seven-day free trial over at alitu.com, A-L-I-T-U.com. All right, microphones. So first question, Matthew, one of the big ones that always comes to us. USB versus XLR. What the heck are these acronyms? What do they mean? <laughs> Jump into it. Yeah, I, I mean, I'll, I'll, I'll say it's unlikely that the listener doesn't know what USB is if they're listening to this. <laughs> um, you know, anything that you plug into your computer, USB and microphones are no different. They're, you know, it's very popular that you'll buy a USB microphone and it'll plug directly in that way. But if it's yeah. not an X, if it's not a USB mic, sorry then it's probably an XLR mic and you'll need something else to plug it into. So, yeah, I mean, that that's one of the main differences, isn't it? Like, what are you actually plugging it into? But it, it goes beyond that, doesn't it? Yeah, definitely, yeah. Well, I mean, you say everyone knows, Matthew. Like, what, go on then, on the spot, what does USB stand for? Ultimate, I don't know. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Do I know that? I'm, I'm going through my uh, long-term memory here, which won't yeah. take long. No, I don't know that. I don't know yeah. that. <laughs> I what, don't, what I don't, does I'm it not mean? entirely sure either it doesn't matter honestly it doesn't matter but a universal serial bus actually rings a bell I'm not sure Possibly. I'm on the internet so uh... <laughs> anyway anyway you're right it absolutely does not matter yes it does mean that it does mean that universal oh, serial bus oh, win score okay <laughs> but you're right the difference is just really what you plug it into isn't it um, and the fact that USB plugs right into your computer uh, which makes things really nice and simple. Generally means it's just plug and play. It just works in whatever software you're using to record. Whereas XLR is the, how do you describe it, Matthew? It's like a round plug with three pins in it. A big fat plug, isn't it? It's a good description. Yeah, I'm not sure I can top that. Yeah. People, people, most people probably have seen one at some point or other. It's like the the big fat cables that you see on a stage when you've got when you go to a gig or something like that. Um, and it's designed for pro audio equipment. Basically, it's like it's a type of cable that tends to lend itself towards higher quality, towards um, you know less disturbance through other signals around, like whether it's radio or electrical signals or whatever. Um, although that kind of depends on the cable too, doesn't it? We'll cover a bit of that later in the season around cables but 
USB cables are perfectly good quality for what we do, and they plug right into the computer, require nothing else, and so really it's just simple. That's that's the main difference, I think, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. I mean, I would say uh, we'll answer the question of I suppose that the listener might be wondering like what's best, not to skip too far ahead, yeah, but yeah. Um, and the, the answer generally with all of these questions, all of these types of questions, is it depends a bit because. It will depend on what you're plugging an XLR into that will determine some yeah. of that quality. Yeah. Uh, USB mics, they tend to have everything they need built into them and they're just yeah. powering themselves off your computer. I was going to say, I would, I, was, I was going to say, I would suggest that in the olden days, like 10, 15, 20 years ago, maybe even longer, XLR would always tend to be better quality just because the mic, they would build mics, like really good quality mics to be XLR compatible because they're assuming it's going to be plugged into really high quality gear, like a really good high-end mixer or audio interface. But these days, like the USB mics are great quality, aren't they? Like just in the last 10, 15 years, so many more great mics have been created, quality mics that rival anything XLR, but that have a USB output. I mean, I think that's the case, isn't it, Matthew? So the, the difference is much smaller now, I think. Yeah, definitely. I mean, as as computer technology's got better um as software's got better it's, it's natural that usb mics have got a lot better too so yeah i you know seven eight years ago i really i struggled to recommend usb mics back then but i would have no qualms about recommending them now yeah so cool. in terms of pricing then i suppose it's fair to say there's not much in it price wise if we're just buying a microphone is it it's, it's the fact that an xlr mic you can't just buy the microphone. You're going to need yeah. additional gear for it, aren't you? Yeah, yeah. You need an interface or a mixer, for example. Um, yeah, and and I mean, maybe you would you would argue that you do get cheaper USB mics. So um, I don't know if that's even the case these days, though, is it? You've got the the Samsung Q2U is that kind of classic that we often recommend. It's like the sort of sixty to hundred dollar range. Does both XLR and USB, so you can get a really good quality handheld mic that can be USB for that kind of price. And you get a load of other ones as well. Like we'll, we'll go through a wee list of kind of USB mics that we like, but you get some great quality USB mics for under $100 these days. So I don't even know if, um, yeah. You don't tend to get XLR for less than that though, do you, Matthew? Especially when you count in like the rest of the gear, I guess. That's the thing, yeah. isn't it? Aye, yeah. you're going to need to buy, again, this is a sub subject for a different episode, but you're going to need to buy a interface or a recorder or a mixer yeah. or something yeah. like that. So. Yeah, it's, uh, that that quickly puts the price up. Yeah, and you don't tend to even find them priced under there because you people generally presume that an XLR mic, if they're making an XLR mic, they're making it really professional quality, and therefore it tends to be a hundred, two hundred, three hundred dollars or more. So yeah, price wise, yeah, it, USB definitely saves you a few bucks. So is the fact that you need less to work the USB mic? Does that make it easiest, the easiest option then? Is that fair to say? That's usually what we say, isn't it, Matthew? It's like the the kind of prime thing in having a sustainable podcast that doesn't take up too much time, that you can just get it out every single week. One of the primary parts of that is just making it easy to record. And as soon as you introduce more things into your recording process, 
there's just more things that can go wrong. There's more things to have to set up. There's more things that can just be a bit off. Like, for example, <laughs> how many how many times did you come into our studio back in Dundee, Matthew, ready to record? You just hit the record button and then realize that all the buttons on the roadcaster or the interface we were using at the time were just everywhere because uh, it just happened that one of my kids had been in the studio. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I think I took a photo of it. It was that, that really old mixer we had. I took a photo of it because yeah. it's like, I just copy what it says on the photo. <laughs> so yeah, yeah high tech guy, me. Well, it doesn't matter though. That's the thing, isn't it? Like it doesn't matter how much you know it, how high tech you are. Every if, if it has tons of knobs and switches, if there's two or three components to it, there's always a chance that one of the knobs is in the wrong place or it's been adjusted or something and you have to put it back again and it's not even so much about tech it's about like volumes and stuff so like when i'm it's really annoying with the roadcaster sometimes when i'm recording videos i record through uh, an xlr mic into the roadcaster interface which then goes into our um, dslr camera here but the levels on that are quite sensitive if i go too high then it um, peaks really easily but if i go too low the noise is too high so i have a really specific area that it can record but then the camera also has its recording levels too so it can reset sometimes and it just screws up every single time like i have to go through this weird like five ten minute check process where i check every single setting on every single device to make sure they're all at the right place otherwise if even one of them's a little bit off it just messes the whole thing up and that's what happens when you have more than one device involved. So just having a USB mic plugged into your computer generally gets rid of that issue. And there's no compromise these days. You get USB mics that are just as good quality as like any kind of normal level XLR mic. So it's not like you're making a compromise in quality either, is it? No, definitely not. And uh, I suppose like on on one side, you've got the fact that, you know, USB mics are really good these days and are the easier option, and are probably the cheaper option. On the flip side, you know, there's there's some podcasters out there that aren't just recording on their own or remotely. They're wanting to have other yeah. people in the studio with them. Yeah. And one of the most frequently asked questions we've had over the years is, you know, how can I plug in two USB mics and make them work together? Yeah. And that's a complicated topic. It's not impossible. Uh, and in the show notes you'll find a link to you know a few options available to you there but it's not advised um no, that's a total you know, faff, if, if, isn't it? <laughs> if you want to have two people or more in the same room i would go xlr if you've not bought anything yet i would definitely go xlr for that yeah yeah totally yeah so we'll talk about that again we'll get back into that'll involve uh we'll talk about a couple of xlr mics in this episode uh, and then we'll talk about digital recorders in the next episode and they're kind of sometimes the easiest way to do that like a couple of good xlr mics into like a zoom digital recorder that can be one of the easiest ways to do that but equally a mixer like the roadcaster or other ones as well could do the job all right Anything else on that, Matthew, or jump into the delightful, interesting subject of condenser versus dynamic? <laughs> yeah, just as you thought that you'd uh, picked picked a thing and went for it. And yeah. there's this other thing that pops up, this other yeah, question. Do you want totally. it's, it? It reminds me sort of uh, when I was out in California a few years ago, ordering a breakfast out in California yeah. and see the amount of questions you get asked about like eggs. And <laughs> I didn't know there were so many ways to cook an egg. Yeah. Um, so it's, it's a bit like this. You think you've chose one thing, and here's another question. Yeah, Condenser yeah. versus dynamic. <laughs> the, way I, the way I sum this up is uh, it's how a microphone is built 
and how it functions. Do you think that's a fair enough glib assessment yeah, of it? Yeah, yeah, for sure. Yeah, yeah. It's all about the internals, isn't it? It's the, it's the type of, the way that it captures that audio. So yeah, for sure. And condenser mics, uh, most USB mics, I would say, are condenser mics. And really, again, there, there are always exceptions to these definitions. But the way I often describe condensers is that they're a bit more sensitive and nuanced to, to pick up vocals Whereas dynamics, they could be a bit more rough and ready. The trade-off being that a dynamic microphone is typically a lot hardier and condenser microphones. We talked about the MXL 990 recently yeah. and how the fact that that just sat in a cold room and it, it died. Yeah, um, yeah. So just because it got microphones. <laughs> and, and, and as well, you know, that sensitivity maybe picks up the nuances of your voice, but it's also picking up a lot in your room that you maybe don't want in your yeah. recording as well. So that, yeah. that could be an issue. Mm-hmm. So yeah. these yeah. are things that you need to consider as well. But I would say, anecdotally, I would say most podcasters these days that I know are using condensers, and I think that's because most of them are using USB dynamic. mics. You mean? But you mean, that's anecdotal. Do you mean so dynamic? I use a dynamic. You said condenser there, but you mean dynamic? I think. No, no. I, I would say most folks are using condensers. Really? Yeah. Which ones? Yeah. Well, the Yeti, like that's a. That's a famous condenser, the snowball, you know. (laughs) No, you're absolutely right. Yeah, sorry, I thought I thought you made a a little mistake there, but you're absolutely right. No, I don't make mistakes, Colin. Absolutely, (laughs) I I will. I will learn (laughs) one day. Yeah, no, you're absolutely right. Actually, Um, I I would suggest that most podcasters should be using dynamic mics, but you're right. A lot of them use condensers without even thinking because of the popularity of the Yeti, the snowball. Um, if we're thinking about it, I, th- I tend to summarize it, just the very simple like trade-off being dynamic mics are great in just about any um, setting, as in they don't pick up the background noise, the reflection, the you know the echo, all that kind of stuff. Um, and they, they're perfectly good at picking up your voice as well, but you do lose a little bit of that nuance, a little bit of that depth, potentially. Although, to be honest, I've never barely heard a difference. No. If I'm truthful. Um, and then condensers theoretically pick up more of that <clears throat> that dynamism 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 <laughs> of your voice, uh, the depth, the warmth, all that kind of stuff. But the trade-off being that they pick up every little um echo, they'll pick up every little background noise, that kind of stuff. And they can die at the drop of a hat if you well, if you drop it particularly, but even just if the temperature changes too rapidly with some of them, as we found. Um okay. So, what next? I suppose one last thing on that, Colin. Is there a is there a what's the cheapest question here? A valid what's the cheapest question? I don't think there is. To be honest, I think there's just so many mics out there that you can't say. Yeah, you'll traditionally get a a dynamic cheaper. Am I am I right yeah, on that? Yeah, yeah, I think so. I think so. I, I don't know. I think maybe again in the past you'd have found dynamic mics were generally a little bit, or you they, you could find a dynamic mic on the cheaper end. But I think you're right. These days, it probably doesn't make much difference. You get cheap condenser mics too. Right. Okay. Polar patterns. We're going to jump into that. Yeah, I think it's worth touching on that. Um, again, another thing that you're, you're, you know, when you buy any microphone, it's going to have mm-hmm. at least one polar pattern. This is quite simply like the area that the microphone hears sound from. So mm-hmm. we've got some diagrams that you'll be able to look at, and they, they, they sort of show a bird's eye view. It's good to describe this as almost like lights or lasers, isn't it? Like we see a, 
we see a bird's eye view of the microphone and we see the little lines or areas highlighted in which it's, it's sort of picking up the sound. So you can get an yeah. idea of like where I position this and where I talk into it and yeah. how I might move around the mic, how that might impact when I'm like on mic and off mic, if you like. Yeah, yeah, totally. Yeah. So our kind of classic is what, cardioid? Yeah, so I mean, that's, that's all- kind of... Almost yeah, all mics on. are cardioid, aren't they? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Unless you're getting someone pretty specialised. So the one I'm using right now, I've got the uh, the Rode Podcaster in front of me right at this moment. Good dynamic uh, USB cardioid microphone, which means that when I'm on mic, as in I'm right in front of it right now, about six inches in front of it, it picks me up as strongly as it possibly can. But if I go around the side, then suddenly I start sounding potentially a bit quieter or a little bit more off mic. And then I come back on mic. Um, so it picks up more from the front than it does from the sides and more from the sides than it does from the back. Uh, and that's the idea. It just uh, is a little bit directional. So it picks up less of the background noise. So that's the pur- purpose behind it really, isn't it, Matthew? It's like just yeah. to be a bit more selective about what you pick up. Mm-hmm. And then you get a few more extreme variations on cardioid, like super cardioid, hyper cardioid. Yeah. They're just zooming in a bit more on one particular area and then that that continues to the point where you've got the shotgun mic which is like you know literally a laser like you're pointing at one single cardioid yeah Yeah. so (laughs) the good old shotgun mic uh, and then on the the total flip side you've got omnidirectional the mic isn't biased towards anywhere around it it's just hearing from everywhere which sounds like that would be the best option but it's it's not because um you know it's not got that focus this is the maybe the setting somebody's going to have their yeti on sitting on the kitchen table nine other friends around are recording a podcast about films um and in theory that should sound fine but it doesn't so uh omnidirectional as well is also interestingly it's used on lavalier mics those little mics that pin onto your jerseys as well so indeed yeah most of them yeah for sure the riveting world of polar patterns indeed indeed so yeah generally you're looking for cardioid uh for your settings for your um context if you're a a podcaster going to put it on a stand on your desk or whatever um the only kind of difference is occasionally you might want a a shotgun mic if you're recording in really particular settings like uh i don't know if you're out at an event or something like that matthew if it's allowed surroundings you're in like a busy you know expo hall you're trying to record somebody there um you want to cut down as much of the kind of surrounding noise as you can while still getting you know a little bit of the atmosphere um, and a shotgun mic is about as good as you can get for that because you can point it directly at the person's mouth and pick up much less of the background just the person's voice uh, again, trade-offs, there's always trade-offs. The trade-off being that if you don't aim it really well, you can find the person going off mic, even if you point it just a few inches left of their of their mouth. So you have to be pretty good with it. You get people whose whole job is that, don't you, Matthew, in the, on, um, on movie sets? You know, somebody whose job it is to be able to point a shotgun mic directly at somebody's mouth. <laughs> it's like a whole skill that people develop. All right. Anything else in polar patterns? I don't think there's any other we really need to cover, is there? No, no, we've covered the top level. Again, there's there's always going to be follow-up resources in the show notes yeah, as well. Yeah, if, totally. if you were so excited at that little introduction to polar patterns, you could yeah. you know, you could spend as long as you like looking at the diagrams. Yeah, absolutely. And and I'm uh, I'm making this up right now and here, Matthew, so you can tell me to bugger off if you like. But uh let's do a QA. I would say we we should do a QA at the end of this season, eh? So if people do have questions, if there's stuff that we haven't covered 
we'll try and go through these. We could spend hours on these episodes, really, the amount of detail that we could go into. But if you do have any questions that come up during this season on any of the gear, any of the software that we cover, then send them into thepodcasthost.com forward slash voicemail. And you can leave it there. But we'll put that link on the show notes as well. So just always just go to the show notes. You'll find everything you need. And you can leave us a question there too. All righty. Talking of Q&A, here's a question we get all the time. Can you use a built-in mic on your computer, Matthew? Like if you've got a, you know, every laptop these days has got a mic built into it. You've got a phone with a mic built into it as well. Is that good enough for podcasting? Yeah, it's a, it's a good question. And the answer is like yes or no. <laughs> so <laughs> Dev and myself, Dev who's been doing some brilliant gear reviews on the site, tested this recently and created an article around it. And I thought I'd jump in as well and just do some tests of my own, some sound samples. Mm-hmm. Yep. So I took the built-in mic on my laptop, the built-in mic on my phone, uh, the setup that I'm using now, and I think the built-in mics on the Zoom H5, which I don't consider built-in mics in this sense because that is literally a, a recorder. So, yeah, yeah, you know, I was just wanting some comparison. And what I found was that, um, I mean, obviously I'm happy with my, my main setup and the Zoom sounds fine in the right conditions. The phone, the built-in mic on the phone, and I've got like this old iPhone, it's not fancy, it's pretty old, but the built-in mics on that, I was really impressed with. Like when I really? listened back... Uh, whereas the built-in mic on my laptop i thought sounded absolutely terrible like i I would um i would never record with that but obviously there's so many different types of laptop out there i'd be very interested to hear a sound sample on a mac i've heard that the built-in mics on them are very good it's been a long time since i've used one but you you got one of those gone Oh, that's where I've always. That's where I've often ended up with it. I've tr- I've had a lot of PC laptops over the years. I've worked with a lot of them too. I've never found a PC with an inbuilt mic that's worth recording with. Um, even with pretty top end laptops too, they just seem to not worry about it too much. They just put something in that works and that's it. But I've often said to people like, if it's a total last resort, if you can't get them to use anything else, if they are on a Mac, then often the Mac inbuilt mic is actually like decent enough quality does the job um so it's funny you say that about your iphone as well like a kind of apple mac phone <laughs> um or an apple phone i should say uh, it has a decent mic built into it as well so i think some of the more top end um, other phones like samsung phones i remember i had a samsung phone as well that was a really good mic built into so especially if you just hold it like a traditional phone call eh? you just hold it up to your ear so you're nice and close to the mic i think it can work but um it's not ideal, obviously, but it can work at a pinch. Yeah, for sure. So that's cool. Oh, good to hear that's still the case. But yeah, that's that's yeah. If you're if you're in a pinch, if you're and sometimes it's about making it easy for your guest as well. Eh? People that aren't very technical, they might not have a. Um, if you can say to them, you know, is your option to record on a PC laptop or just hold your phone to your ear and get them to use a phone? It's a good recommendation. Mm-hmm. You could try both too. You know, you could you could go in, yeah. you could do the recording through the laptop, but say. You know, could could you just open up your recording app and just sit your phone down, and it'll give me a, at least it'll give me an option in editing. Yeah. You know, I could I could use the slightly better track in the mix. So yeah, yeah, totally. Yep, cool. Okay, dogs. Shall we get to the actual recommendations? Yeah, tell me all about your setup, Colin. What are you using these days? <laughs> I'm actually a total. It's, it makes me seem like a bit of a road fanboy, but it's because. I generally I've tried a lot of mics over the years and the most reliable for me that tend to work for my voice for my situation are the Rode mics so 
Uh, right now, I'm speaking into a Rode Podcaster. Rode Podcaster is a USB mic. It's uh, dynamic, like I mentioned, plugged right into my computer. Really simple. I use it for podcast recordings like this, but I also use it just for every call too. It's on a Rode P. Oh, now I'm going to remember. Is it a PSA one, Matthew? The the boom arm that comes with um, Rode's. I think it is. I think it's a PSA one. Uh, boom arm. Um, and the shock mount you buy with that pack as well, and it just works really nicely. Uh, the other thing I'm going to set up is I've got a road, uh, a road caster. <laughs> this is the one downside of roads, eh, Matthew? You say road <laughs> a lot, don't you? The names, the names, they're, they're terrible names. You've got the road podcaster, the road procaster, the road caster pro <laughs> are the three things. Excuse me. So the Rodecaster is their interface, mixer stroke interface. And I've got two Rode Procasters plugged into the Rodecaster Pro, <laughs> um, which is my kind of uh, my in-person setup. So we mentioned that in-person setup. So people come into my office here quite often to the studio here and record stuff. And that's what I use for them because we've got um, two of them on one desk, again, on two of those boom arms. Um, and they work a treat. Uh, the only other thing I might mention is the Samsung. I do have a Samsung Q2U kicking about that I use with my Zoom recorder. Uh, it's still great quality. Uh, what else have I got? I've got, um, yeah, I think that's probably all worth mentioning at the moment, actually. I used to love my MXL 990. I thought that was a really good value dynamic, uh, sorry, condenser mic. If somebody's out there wanting a condenser mic, they think it will make a difference to their voice. That's probably the one I'd recommend at the moment because it's great value, $100 or so. Um, and that's about it for the moment, I think, Matthew. What about yourself? Yeah, I thought I was recording into my SM58, but I've just had a wee look there, and it's the Samsung Q2U. I'm using it in its XLR form, going into the Focusrite Scarlett 2i2. That's a USB interface that I've had for uh, many years, and we'll, we'll obviously yeah. cover the interfaces in we'll a future that, episode. Yeah, but um, yeah, yeah I'll, I'll, I'll pretty much always either be using the SM58, the Shure SM58, or the Samsung Q2U. The Q2U yeah. is the slightly cheaper one, I reckon. You're talking about 70-odd, 80-odd dollars for the mic yeah. alone, but for not that much extra, it's usually available in good little bundles where you get like headphones, you get cables, uh, stands, pop shields. So yeah. aye, there's yeah. always there always seems to be good B deals with the, with the Q2U. Uh, the SM58, on the other hand, that's a a very famous indestructible microphone. There's a, a great video on YouTube of people just putting it through. <laughs> They'll try to destroy it. <laughs> uh, very extreme, very extreme use cases. Like it goes in a microwave, it gets run over by a truck, it gets like yeah. barbecued and it, they always still work. So I've not done totally any fine. of that to mine and it, it still works. So yeah, I have totally. a two-year-old. Maybe that's the ultimate test. Yeah, okay, it's just to use it as a toy. <laughs> what would you recommend? So that's kind of, they're all the... Um, they're basically the mics we'd recommend at kind of consumer level. If you're spending, you know, under 100, you're probably going with the Q2U. If you're spending between 100 and 200, you're looking at the Rode Podcaster or maybe something like Matthew's set up with an uh, interface in there as well and a SM58. Um, what about above that, Matthew? We don't tend to use stuff at that level just now. We have in the past, but not anymore, potentially, because this setup's really good. Um, what do you recommend beyond that? Like if somebody does want to splash out and get like a real kind of professional quality mic? Yeah, like the three the three money is no option mics that you often hear about are, uh, well, the Shure SM7B 
I'm sure yeah. that's what Rogan uses, isn't it? So that's like it is a really good mic, but yeah. that's that's helped yeah. it a lot too, hasn't it? That publicity. Yeah, totally. Yeah, uh, getting that. And there was, yeah, getting that kind of um, uh, referral for sure always helps. And I remember back in the day when we were kind of early days, starting out a bit more. There was the um, oh no, what's it called? What was the one that every kind of uh, pro podcaster used back then? Hail the Hail PR. What's it called? PR forty. That yeah, was, uh, you had to have one. Of it there. It was, it was so like the ago. holy grail of microphones. Yeah. I mean, again, yeah. decent microphone, but yeah, there was a there was a real like movement around it, wasn't there? Like yeah. it was like the end yeah. level game for a Aye. podcaster. Yeah, totally. Yeah, there's another range again. It slips my mind right now. Let me see if I can find it very quick. That also um, that always comes up, and people often uh, recommend them. Um, I've actually never used one. Uh, well, that's not true. I've tested a couple for reviews and stuff like that, but I've never used one long term. Um, so, uh, is it the Electro Voice? It is. That's exactly it. It's the, the Electro Voice range. Yeah, so the, the EV EV range is really good. They've got a whole bunch of them, uh, and that's the one that always pops up as well. Yeah, so I'd recommend that if you want to check them out. I think the thing is with those kind of mics, isn't it, Matthew? That you you want to go to an actual music shop or something like that and try them out, don't you? The the main reason for spending much more money on a mic of that kind of level is that it actually just suits your voice, like your tones, your frequencies, the best. Um, and if you don't find one that really kind of makes the most of your voice, then there's no point in spending that kind of money. Yeah, because it's the I looking at our article, the actual Electro Voice RE20, $450 or so, but um, an absolutely brilliant mic if you uh, if you can justify that cost, obviously. I I, um, I might I might actually switch to that. We got one years ago, I reviewed it, and it, yeah, it got yeah. sent out, and I really liked it. As yeah, you could imagine, yeah. at that price, it's a very good microphone. Yeah, and totally. I, I probably would have kept using it. And then, like, within uh-huh. a couple of weeks, they emailed and they were like, We have it back now. So, <laughs> um, they wanted it back. So, I'm still Damn stuck there, on it. Uh, yeah, I say stuck on, I'm totally happy with my setup, but I might, I might have moved to that if we got it for nothing. Yeah, um, yeah. and I, I, I get what you're saying. Yeah, if you're going to spend a fortune on a mic, you do want to go and test it out first. That's not without its risks, of course, because if you go into a music shop, they would probably explain this to you, but you're going to be recording in decent conditions in there, presumably. Like, I'd mm-hmm. imagine if they let you test a mic, they maybe have some sort of setup where you're, yeah. you know, it's a bit sound dampened and that. And nine tenths of good sound is often environment and technique. It's not actually the microphone itself. So even investing in a brilliant mic, you might still sound really bad because you're in a poor sounding room or you're not using it very well. So there's all other considerations as well, isn't there? That's it exactly, isn't it? Yeah, like you go out and you spend that and you're almost certainly going to get a condenser at that price. That just tends to be the case, like the condensers or the high-end mics because they want to get the most from your voice. But equally, that just means you're going to have to build a proper soundproof studio to make the most of it. Otherwise, you're picking up every old sound from anywhere. So, yeah. Good points, but we'll talk about that. We'll talk about studios. If people do want to invest more into that, that'll be later on in the season. Uh, I only have two more other questions for you, Matthew. One is uh, one that popped up a lot back in the first ever gear survey that we did. And thinking about it, we should do another one of these soon, Matthew. Eh? Um, but one of the ones that popped up surprised me a little bit was the Rode NT1. Um, I had never used it. Um, but I think you've reviewed it. Is that right? Or did we get somebody else to review that one? Who Have you come across that one? Let me just on the fly check various check things. It, yeah. um, 
Yeah, it was, it's a it's a really well-reported mic. It surprised me by popping up a lot in that gear survey. I'd never really heard of it before that. That was like, well, I don't even remember, five or six years ago. Um, never really come across it. And then suddenly it appeared in our gear survey a lot. Like there was dozens of podcasters in that survey were using it. So great we make. $250, you get a, um, a shock mount and a pop filter with it as the kit. Uh, so all you have to do is buy the um, the boom arm. So definitely not low budget at 250, but I think that is one of the kind of much higher end, but slightly less pricey as in that Electro Voice is like 450, $500, whereas the Rhodes, the Rode NT1 is kind of half of that price. Um, but again, it is a condenser. Uh, so yeah interestingly with it with the nt1 you can get the nt usb which funnily enough is a version of it in usb and then you've got the rode nt usb minis they're quite unique in that like we talked about using usb mics at the same time and rode actually built uh, a set of usb mics that you can with their software use which is cool on the one hand but on the other hand that that was solving a problem or trying to solve a problem for people that already had USB mics. I don't know that many yeah, people yeah. will be going out there to buy new USB mics to do buy this. Another two or three just to do I, it. <laughs> I, I did test it and it is a good setup. So yeah, uh, yeah, they're yeah. cool little mics. I like them actually. They're really compact. They're pretty solid feeling. Like they're quite kind of. I'm not sure if they are metal, but they feel almost like metal, which is cool. Um, so yeah, they're great little mics. Uh, and the last question I have for you, Matthew, is the blue mics, the ever popular, popular, we've not mentioned the Yeti as a recommendation, we mentioned it a bit earlier, and it's little brother, the Snowball as well. What's your thoughts on them these days? First things first, I heard a rumor, or this mm-hmm. is like a vague, this makes great content when we're trying to tell people, you know, facts and stuff like that. But I think I sort of heard <laughs> something recently that blue were rebranding and they were going to be called something else. And I've got no oh, yeah. more facts or anything. Uh, again, I am on the internet. Maybe I'll just put the... Uh... <laughs> search, search, search. Well, okay, I'll give my opinion first. I think um, the Snowball, I think universally we think the Snowball is just not a good buy. It's not great quality. It picks up so much of the kind of background. It's not even great on your voice. Um, so generally avoid the Snowball. There's much better USB mics at that price level. The Blue Yeti is a funny one, really popular, has always sold so well, um, marketed well, it's just included in all sorts of reviews. It's fine, it's decent um, if you use it right. Like if you use it as a, it has the omnidirectional settings in there, which are pretty horrible because they pick up everything around you. But if you have it on cardioid setting, you have it in a reasonably quiet room and you put it on a, maybe a boom stand to get it closer to your mouth rather than kind of leaning over it on the table, which a lot of people did. It can sound fine. It can sound decent. But um, again, I would say there's probably better quality mics at the same price level. Is that kind of, does that reflect yours, Matthew, or have you got a different opinion? No, I agree with what you're saying. Yeah, that one of the one of the big issues with the, with the Yeti is people just using it wrong, isn't it? We talked about polar yeah. patterns. There's lots of different polar patterns on there. And often you'll just find somebody's got the wrong setting or they're like they're not talking into I was gonna say the speaky bit. We're doing an episode <laughs> on what microphones and you know the science bit. of microphones, and I was gonna call it the speaky bit. Um <laughs> yeah, they're not talking into the speaky bit, they're talking into the wrong bit. Uh, you've been listening to podcraft. Sorry, I got distracted because I was on this blue uh 
the fact finding You're trying the to find out about the branding now. <laughs> so on the Ars Technica website, it says, uh, this is a, an article from a couple of months ago, Blue Microphones yeah. branding is going away after 28 years. So I think they're just going to be called the Yeti and the Snowball. Oh, right. Uh, okay. yeah. Props to the, the writer of this article else, like. for spelling yeah. Mike's M-I-K-E-S, which is arguably the correct oh, oh. way to spell it rather than M-I-C-S. Is that not Mice's? Mice's? No, M-I-K-E-S. Oh, oh M-I-K-E-S. Yeah, ah, as Bill Bryce argued, Mike's should be spelled that way because you wouldn't write B-I-C-S for bikes. So <laughs> it's a very, very, very good point. But we, I've just written that too many times to change it. Maybe we'll do a search replace on the site. Yeah. Nice. Cool. <laughs> anyway, that was very off topic. Okay. Uh, yeah, indeed. <laughs> All right. Um, so what are we going to finish up with, Matthew? So I suppose in summary then, entry-level mics, would we would we be daft not to stick the Samsung Q2U in there? Yeah, that's, I'm behind that all the way. Samsung Q2U, yep. And then what about your kind of mid-range improver model? I th- I would go with the one I, I, I have right in front of me right now, which is the Rode uh, Podcaster. I think it's a great USB mic, mid-level, good quality. Yeah, you anything different? No, I would run with that. Yeah, definitely. Cool, cool. And, and premium, premium, if people just have all the money in the world, what are they going to throw at it? Yeah, we did mention those three. Uh, I'm I'm better about the, <laughs> the Electro Voice because I had to give it back. I, I would still <laughs> go with it. I would still go with that. What about yeah. you? Yeah, I hear more recommendations for that than anything else. Yeah, and I'll trust your uh, judgment since you tried it Don't out. I have me. not. So yeah, go for it. <laughs> so the EV RE twenty is that right? Have I got the the yeah? Right? And it, it comes with its own speaky bit. So it, its own speak like a separate speaky. Nice, I like that. Okay. <laughs> okay, cool. Well, that was microphones. Nice, good to kick off the equipment episode. Um, I'm going to tie it up by mentioning our um, tool Alitu again as well. If you have bought yourself a nice new microphone, make sure you put a you create a good place to record it into. Alitu can record straight from any USB mic you record into. You can do call recording in there. You can do solo recording to do all your other clips, and it does a lot of the automation for you as well. So it does all your audio cleanup. So if you've recorded with uh, a dynamic, uh, sorry, a condenser mic or a Yeti or something like that, you've got a bit of background noise in there. Alitu can clean that out for you. You just upload it or record straight in um, and it'll do that audio processing, all that polish up for you. Uh, also does audio editing so you can get in there, you can edit yourself in uh, Alitu, piece it all together, add in your music, uh, your transitions, all of that kind of stuff automatically too, designed really to make it simple and easy and save you a bunch of time as well. And of course, hosting. We've got hosting in there too, so you can actually publish your podcast to the world. So you can try it out for seven days for absolutely free over at alitu.com. That's A-L-I-T-U.com. Um, give it a go uh, and let us know what you think. All right, Matthew, should we tie it up? Should we do our links again? If you want to go over to the show notes, where do they visit? Yeah, go to thepodcasthost.com forward slash tech season. That's all one word. Tech and what about, the, what about the main resources page? Where could they find the that? Main resources, yeah. So if you want to get a recap of the info, go over to tech season forward slash tech season. But if you want just a full list of all the gear that we recommend here at the podcast host, go to thepodcasthost.com forward slash resources. And I'll take you there. Perfect. All right, Matthew. Thank you. Good to talk through some gear. Be a get geeky. Be a bit a get geeky. Bit geeky again for a little while. Uh, anything else to sum up, Matthew? Before we jump out, 
Absolutely nothing. I made enough of a fool of myself this time around. So. Excellent. Good Let's stuff. see what right, tomorrow we'll... brings. <laughs> well, there's always more opportunities to make a fool of yourself. <laughs> always. Every single day. <laughs> All right. Thanks out there for listening along. Hope this provided you some good information about choosing your first mic or upgrading the one you've got. We'll talk to you on the next episode.